What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Do you know what I'm talking about? It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Just a whole lot of hooting and hollering here in the studio. It's 25 minutes after the hour, and we're pleased to be with Dr. Bolhen Vargas. He is Manchester's superintendent, and he, uh, well, this is uh, uh, his last appearance on the show uh, as our last is our children learning segment anchors brought to us by the good folks at the straight a academy in bedford innovation in education is their mantra whether your student needs help with standardized test prep picking the college that's right for them getting a little help in that subject area they're struggling with that's called tutoring or the whole shooting match that's called tutelage uh, you can get help there for those things and oh, so much more. Check them out at straighta.com. That's straightaa.com. Good morning, Dr. Vargas. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you in the house. One, one last time. It is good to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to offer it and thank you for taking advantage of it. Uh, so, Doctor, um, there's a lot going on in the Manchester School District, but one of the things that uh, uh, I'd like to sort of couch this is... Uh, uh, you know, I asked you a question the other day at the school board meeting about uh, your desires to uh, remain in Manchester and extend your contract for another year. I was uh, pleased, as were many, I think, that you said yes. Let me ask you um, why it is you want to extend your time here in the Queen City. What is it you see um, in the city and what is it that you see that's happening in the schools that you, lead you to conclude that your time here for another year would be well spent because let's be honest, it hasn't exactly been easy sledding for you since arriving. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to thank the board and everyone in the community for the opportunity to serve. Um, number one, this city has an enormous potential in terms of improving our schools. There's a lot of things that can be done and that we are beginning to do that will allow us uh, to um, achieve significant improvement in our schools. Um, I also are putting a team together that in that that is dedicated, that has the energy, the right mindset uh, to make sure that our teachers are being supported and our students, and also we are working in collaboration with families, um, um, our administration at the school level, and um, and the school board. And when you have a Nothing is more powerful than a small group of people that are working together and I determine, I determine uh, to achieve certain goal. And I believe that the team that I have in place today uh, will do that. And also, uh, we put politics aside. I tell people that educators, school board members, everybody in this community have two paths to follow. We could pol- follow the political path, which we know we pretty much have an idea where that <laughs> we would know what take that us. Looks like. <laughs> or we can take a path that we are children-centered, school-centered, and are relentless each and every day working to improve uh, our students' uh, experience in our school and therefore perhaps uh, to change the destiny of this community for the better. So taking a look at uh, your past year here in the Queen City, what do you point to as some of the 
uh, achievements that you believe the district has experienced um, uh, since you've come on board? Yeah. Take, for example, communication. I am as accessible as one can be to families, um, to school board member, to anyone. I do believe that co- uh, good communication is necessary in order for us to, um, to achieve significant improvement. Uh, we have um, addressed our financial challenge and in a very effective way, uh, all things considered. That doesn't mean that there's no room for improvement. We have reduced class size, which is one of the uh, uh, areas that families in particular have brought before me and also our teachers we have well, just your coffee and conversations, which you have done what two dozen of those since you've been here, where you go to a school in the morning and another school in the evening once a week to uh, hear from parents, students, teachers, whoever wants to show up and ask you questions about the district, that school, different things that are going. It's been an extraordinary effort. Absolutely, um, um, that have been very helpful. Take take for example for how long you were talking about testing in this community mm-hmm. and over assessment. Uh, you should be proud of the school board, uh, along with, with our teachers and everyone that came together, and our administrator, our school principal, um, and everyone was part of this effort to make sure, for example, that we are not um, over-assessing kids without providing them the, the appropriate amount of support that they need. Um, kindergarten, we were testing them um, in an enormous way, and uh, I'm pleased to say that every kindergarten tends to the work of people like yourself and also the committee and, and each yeah. board member. We ended that sad reality. I'll take credit for ma- I'll take credit for making that motion to eliminate testing in kindergarten unless the parent agrees because the teacher has identified a certain problem or or opportunity. Correct. And I just want to make sure to to be as transparent as possible. We will screen provide a screening assessment. Uh, to make sure that if a child had dyslexia right. or anything of that nature, that we detect it early and provide the appropriate intervention at early age. Because I'm a great believer in intervention. Uh, I'm sorry, prevention rather than intervention. So as a prevention, a preventive step, we will do um, screening for uh, to detect any challenge that a child might have at a very early age, and then so. Uh, learning. Right. Um, redistricting. We, we, we've been talking in this community for over 10 years. We took the first step. No, we're not there yet, but we, uh, by all account, uh, we were able to, at least in our middle school situation, to align um, our elementary school to our middle school and to the high school, and also we were able to change the boundary for Smith Row and Madonna, and uh, also we're able to change some uh, for the middle school. Like um, we, we were able to um, make adjustment that we facilitate better communication between elementary teachers and, 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 and middle school and principal, and making sure that we we are here to serve every child from. Um, uh, kindergarten to 12th grade in a way that um, everyone is paying attention that when a child enters our system in kindergarten that 
we know where we want that child to be in 12th grade, and therefore there will be a set of expectations of what that child needs to learn in elementary, middle, and high school. Um, speaking about middle school, we, we didn't have health teacher in our middle school, yet we do provide health to kindergarten. Yeah. So I have been able also, and I, let me just say this for you, what to say, um, just to conclude. If we work together, we will deal with ill practices, mm-hmm. such as providing health classes to kindergarten, but not to middle school. And if I can work with the unions and this community, this district would be the best district in the United States for people to work and teach and learn um, and for a student to attend. But we have to, as a community, put aside the politics, that path that I just spoke about, mm-hmm. and follow a path that is good for our teachers, good for everyone who work in the system, good for our families, and extraordinarily excellent for our students. That the experience that we give our children will be second to none. And I believe that we can do that if we work together. There's one thing getting in the way, and that is the destructive politics that I have observed being practiced in this community. Um, and I don't, I, I, I'm a realist. I understand that politics plays a role. Well, you were a school board member in Rochester where you came from. I, I was, but I always had tried, at the very least, to keep in mind that if, if there's a purpose for politics, that should be about the child, not about the adult. Yeah, no, not about their friends somewhere or whatever the case may be. Um, so, Doctor, I, uh, in, in terms of, of things that you've seen change or changes that you have in progress, I mean, certainly uh, communication within the district, which is a lot of what you just talked about, and with the public has improved remarkably. But I think also, too, there are a couple things. There's been... Um, uh, you've undertaken great efforts to reach out to the business, nonprofit, and other sectors of our community, including parents, uh, to involve them in education. And, um, well, I think we'll have time to finish that before we get into sort of the next question that I want to ask you, uh, which will come after the break, about uh, um, what you're doing uh, in the district uh, with respect to special ed. So let's talk about your broader community outreach to parents to businesses to the nonprofit sector and what you hope to accomplish by doing that. And I think a great example maybe you can play off of is the 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 Bar Foundation grant that you mm-hmm. got for West High School to uh basically redesign high school with a number of and I hate to use the term community stakeholder groups um who are coming to the table uh to be part of the process. Well that's a great question. Um, I don't believe the we can do this work alone. We need the help of the business community, families, everyone. When I mean everyone, I mean it. And just to be clear, that's um, not a, a money thing. It's, not necessarily. It's, no. no. For, for us, it's, for example, what the extraordinary contribution that the Boys and Girls Club I, um, I make into the effort and West, um, um, the extraordinary contribution that the Catholic Medical Center is making to that effort. The colleges and universities, the business community is very much part of it. We do believe that to make this district um, unique and great, that we had to change 
uh, the factory mother educating kid to believe that you are going to prepare uh, a youngster for the real world, but you don't provide any experience. By the way, you could finish high school here in Manchester and elsewhere as a youngster. I never know uh, even the business that are in your own community and how that impacts you. And what we are trying to do is just to change that around and making sure that our children are active learners and that they can come. Let's say if you have an interest in the medical career, you can come to the um, Catholic Medical Center and be mentored or, or, or even um, um, have an apprenticeship program in which they can spend um, times at the hospital. They, they, they begin to see the relevance between biology and what goes on in the, in the hospital or chemistry mm-hmm. or any area. And by the way, it's not just medicine. Um, a hospital, for example, have... They need chef, people to cook. They need dietitian. They need uh, nurses. They need um, um, uh, people who have skill set in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, the range is incredible. So we got to make sure that our students have access to the various level of opportunity that this rich community uh, could offer. Because, by the way, we are a unique community, when you talk about what we have mm-hmm. that no one else in the state of New Hampshire have, it's just uh, the, the possibilities are enormous if it will work together. So you're, you're, you're using all that makes this community unique to provide educational opportunities that should attract kids who have interests in certain things to come to our city schools regardless of where they live. Do you think it makes sense, for example, uh, and that is right what you're saying, but take a look at our current practice. We say that we are preparing kids for college and career, right? Yeah, uh, however, we graduate many students that never have step of, <laughs> never have paid a visit to a college. Mm-hmm. So why, if it, why not develop partnership, robust partnership in which we give our children that type of experience and an opportunity and hold them to a high expectation in which they begin to learn what is expected in a college campus at a very early age. What is expected to, uh, for a student, let's say, to become a surgeon or become a pilot? Like, for example, we have one of the greatest airports in the nation. So why not um, uh, expose a student to that kind of possibility at a very early age. And that's what we are, that's one one strategy to change the district, one of the many that we need to put in place in order to achieve the desired goal to make this district the best district in New Hampshire and also in the nation. And I believe we can do it. However, let me just repeat, you have to put politics aside. It is impossible to achieve it with the, if it, we don't departure from the current level of politicking and personal attack and, and, and just put our energy in working collaboratively. I mean, let's put the difference aside when it comes to our children. One thing that I do know, and I have worked with thousands and thousands of students, they never ask me whether I'm Republican, Democrat, conservative, or what my point of view is. One thing that they 
look for is do I care about their child, uh, you know, about their future? Do I really care about them as a person or, uh, or as a student? And then they also look for what kind of expectation I have of them. If they tell me that they want to be a physician, a doctor, do I guide them appropriately to take the right courses, to expose them where they can see what that means? Do I uh, provide them with the opportunity that they need that would take them from the, that would translate their dream to reality? That is what children care about. They don't care about you know, what my political philosophy is. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll continue with Manchester Superintendent Dr. Bolhen Vargas as our final segment of Is Our Children Learning here on the Drought at Large radio show carries on and comes to a conclusion. Stay with us.